you are listening to Oh This Podcast on the Live 9 Podcast Network. This show may contain colorful language and topics. If you are sensitive to this, please be advised. Now on to the show. Welcome to another edition of Oh This Podcast. It is our episode 34. It is our Charles Barkley. It's our contested 34th episode. <laughs> I say it's Charles Barkley. Steve is going to contest it and say it's his own episode, but we're not going to be too vain about that. Or, yes, you know, I mean, it's, you know, I have had the number for quite some time, but I guess Charles Barkley is older, so... Yeah, he can have it begrudgingly, though. I'm not happy about it. It just sounds like a terrible idea. It is. <laughs> terrible, terrible idea. So welcome again to Elvis Podcast. It's been a little bit of time since we've been uh, been able to sit down here and uh, broadcast, podcast, yeah. podcast for you. Um, we were taking a, a, a magical, magical journey uh, to the West Coast. We saddled up and took the old schooner uh, across <laughs> the across the the. Dirt ocean, the goddamn Chevy Traverse. Yep, the Chevy Traverse there <laughs> Piece to of the garbage to the West Coast, <laughs> and then you know now we're gonna just you know this episode is all gonna be about our our oh this podcast recap of the West Coast endeavors and all that. But without further ado, Steve, welcome to uh, Chicago again. Yes, once again for what seems to be I can't ever get the hell out of this place, which is not a bad thing. No, it's not terrible, but I've been here literally every week I think for the past six weeks. It's awesome. Which it was normally like that because I lived here, but I don't live here anymore. I know that could be a challenge. <laughs> so, but Steve, for the people who haven't heard us in a long time, forgot all the stuff. Yeah, that we they tell don't. Them. There's no way that anyone could possibly remember all yeah. the stuff about our show. Why don't you tell them all the stuff about the show? Yeah, yeah. So on the internet, there is a website called OhThisPodcast dot com, and that is where all of our show information resides. Uh, we also like social media, so we're on both Facebook and Twitter. You can catch us there. Um, we also are bit pretty much anywhere you prefer to get your podcast. Just search for Oh This Podcast. Subscribe, like the pages on social media. Do all those things that you do if you're interested in listening to our fine show. Even if you're not listening, even if you're not, yeah, just like it and then just make fun of us or something. We're cool with that too. We don't we don't mind. You know, we're we're easy targets for the most part. So, yeah, and then uh, beyond that, uh, you can also uh, catch us on Patreon if you want to find ways to support the show. Uh, reach out to us on, on the various social media channels if you want to, if you got show ideas or any other thoughts about maybe beers we should drink or, uh, you know, some suggestions for, you know, stuff for future shows. So we're all, always open and looking for new ideas and stuff. So uh, happy to hear from you there. Also, if you're going to go to OhThisPodcast.com, go to OhThisPodcast.com slash support mm. and do us a huge favor. Start your holiday shopping there with us. Uh, anytime you click through those Amazon links there on the page, it helps us uh, get some much needed buy, revenues. Buy weird shit, yeah. too, so that Amazon is like, what the hell is are these guys pushing? Yeah, it helps us <laughs> It helps us earn some offset some of the costs, you know, because we got a drinking habit and we need to continue to fill, fuel this drinking habit, but... As I digress about that, Steve, <laughs> what are we drinking? And we'll go into what we are drinking right now. What are we drinking for this uh, magical 34th episode? Yeah, we are drinking from Epic Brewing out in Utah. We are drinking Big Bad Baptist Imperial Stout. 
um, which was big a bad Leroy Brown. <laughs> no, not big bad Leroy Brown. Big bad Baptist, and uh, was a beer that I was really pleasantly uh, surprised at picking up because uh, my, our initial beer plans were dashed due to some uh, logistical issues. So um, that was nice to uh, find a, a gem in the desert, so to speak, uh, an oasis in a, a beer desert. Our sentient um, beer desert allowed us <laughs> to take and have this. Uh, delivered to us so yeah so this is a really tasty imperial stout uh with uh cocoa and coffee added to it and it's aged in whiskey barrels um you know pretty much uh you know the big trend in in most imperial stouts these days uh, but uh nonetheless a very very good offering um so yeah i mean it's uh everything you'd expect out of an imperial stout um pours pitch black um thin tan head on it um, but uh, just get big coffee aroma up front, uh, along with some of the like char from the whiskey barrels. Then, uh, yeah, it, it's surprisingly um, a little bit uh, mellow. Uh, you don't get a ton of bourbon to it, um, just enough to kind of let let it, you know you can kind of detect it's there, but it's not like over the top with the bourbon. Um, and then you get a lot of vanilla and like dark fruit flavors uh, that kind of pop through. And it's, it definitely uh, kind of evolves as you uh, it gets a little spicier, a little earthier as it uh, warms up. So, uh, yeah, really, really nice beer. Um, like I said, I was happy to find it. Uh, it's a limited release beer. Uh, you can probably check them out at their website, uh, epicbrewing.com, to see they probably have a, distrib- a distribution uh, kind of setup where they're where they're sending this beer since it is kind of uh, limited. But, I mean, we got it at Jewel, so it's not like it's that rare or anything like that, but uh, it was a nice find nonetheless. And uh, perfect for tonight because it's like 35 degrees out here, and, uh, yeah, it'll warm us up while we uh, – Venture down our podcast trail. Yes, absolutely, Steve. I need to bring this. To I have you. to. I have to give my ratings. Oh, your first. Ratings. You're, you're gonna. Me. It's been so long. You forgot that we have to talk about ratings. Well, I wanted to give you a compliment. <laughs> you know. Um. Well, that's fine. We'll we'll get to that one after this. So, okay. <laughs> on uh, rate beer, this is a 100 out of 100. On uh, beer advocate, it is a 4.37 out of five. Now, give me a compliment. So your compliment is. Your description of this beer has been impeccable. It is 100% on point with, I know what it's going to taste like now. You should take and do yourself, uh, apply for a job at Firestone Walker Brewhouse, like the one in California, and rewrite, copyright (laughs) all their stuff on the menu. Like yeasty funk is something that should not be on a menu. Well, I mean, it depends on who you're, you know, the they're pitching to beer geeks that that means something that isn't offensive to a beer geek whereas yeah. to the uh to joe casual beer drinker joe six pack uh yeasty funk might have a <laughs> negative connotation it's my first college <laughs> band name <laughs> <laughs> anyway that's one of the things i think like we went out there and oh my god i'm like what what am i reading here i stopped reading the different uh the different descriptions just because of like, I'm like, I don't know if I could drink. And you're not really a sour beer guy. So no, we stayed away. Yeah. It's a funk was not definitely (laughs) what I was like. That sounds really, we got the funk. (laughs) (laughs) We got the funk. (laughs) Anyway. So to, to take and go into like that as a segu, perhaps maybe a, a segue if you're Tom Cruise. Segue if you know you want to be Silicon Valley style and just cruising around your sweet office on a motorized scooter type nice, thing. Nice, <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, we just were on the West Coast. We did this whole West Coast trip. It was a it was a fun thing, and I think we should just. We like, were. St- what was the Everclear lyric? Still dreaming of your ghost, lonely or living with your ghost, lonely and dreaming of the West Coast. Father of mine. <laughs> no, Tell different me where song, but still. <laughs> yeah, so we went past Santa Monica. We did go past Santa Monica. So, Steve, 
tell us about the trip. What what did we do? Where did we go? What are some thoughts? Well, we did some things and some stuff. With Done. Some, Podcast with, over. With Thanks for people. listening. Um, no, uh, we hit up. Uh, well, let's let's go on the first leg of this. We'll we'll do it. Uh, uh, you know, in in order. So uh, we had a uh, uh, a meeting of sorts in uh, the the well the city. I won't call it a fine city, but of of Los Angeles. Um, where I was flying down from Northern California, we have a buddy out there who lives in LA, and then uh, you were flying out here from sh- from Chicago. So we met in the in the, I guess the, the most Alamo. accessible <laughs> uh, meeting spot that that LAX can provide, and then uh, saddled up the wagon and uh, headed four and four and a half hours uh, inland and made our way to Las Vegas. And yes, let me just tell you, driving through the desert after a five hour flight flying over Las Vegas to drive back to <laughs> Las Vegas. Now into the power of hindsight after everything is you like, were fucking yeah. you were prepared to do a halo jump out of that yeah, just, uh, yeah. out of that plane <laughs> and just say, oh fuck it, I'll meet you guys. There. There. Yeah, I'll be, <laughs> I'll be at the blackjack table drinking white Russians. It'll be fucking great. Like it'll be great. But like it was definitely I remember like pins and needles once we got there, it's like thank God this car has stopped. Like thank God I'm stopped moving because I Well let's talk a little bit about the car. Because, oh, uh, well, I mean, you had a, it was a good find. Um, the, oh, yeah. You the deal, love, you deal score Costco. 100. You got to love Costco. Yeah. Like, if you haven't been a fan of Costco rental cars or just Costco in general, I suggest you go there. And everybody that's probably listening to this that knows me is laughing their ass off because I'm a man who loves Costco. <laughs> and I don't go for the free samples. I go for full prices, but good prices. <laughs> you never know when you're going to need 10 pounds of lima beans. <laughs> I saw a tweet. This is totally off topic, but uh, someone talking about, uh, uh, you know, because it's just past Halloween, so all the clearance candies out there. And the guy's like, the 70% off clearance candy uh, section got me. He's like, what the fuck am I going to do with six and a half pounds of sixlets? That's fucking <laughs> awesome. There was a year, a couple years ago, my grandpa, uh, when we were kids growing up, he bought like this like solid chocolate Santa Claus, like a 25 pound one. Dear Lord, man. After Christmas, and he put it in his freezer for the entire year didn't defrost it when he brought it out and so we're taking the meat hand emmer the, the meat uh tenderizer and whacking things off of it my cousin hey oh whacking whacking <laughs> off huh <laughs> just knocked santa's head off of the, the fucking thing just like clunk but anyway we're not talking about this we're not just talking about costco here but you should go to costco well we got an exceptional deal on a premium rental rental vehicle premium crossover a premium crossover which, which we thought we were gonna get but then we ended up with a sh- fucking chevy, chevy traverse <laughs> and sometimes you have to traverse the mountain to get to the place you're going but this thing was fucking it made louder blinker noises than i've ever heard like in an airplane <laughs> it was the worst freaking thing i've ever driven it has a horrid blind spot yes <laughs> truth and uh and as karma would uh well i guess not karma you have to be dead for karma but uh as the uh higher powers that be in the rental car world would have it uh i show up in chicago last night and i go to the rental car lot and I go and get my paperwork, and I've got a goddamn white Chevy Traverse <laughs> as my as my car for the next two days. Same so, fucking car. Uh, this one had Michigan plates, but uh, still awful. But yeah, so in Vegas, uh, Patrick. Well, w- we had our interesting stopover at the Rio for the first night, where we watched someone 
possibly get escorted out, but also possibly just, just taken to his room, taken in a room because he didn't know where it was, but he <laughs> insisted he did and decided to yell at someone about it. Yeah, and he was wondering why six times his keys didn't work. If you're not at the right room, that's probably going to make it so your keys won't <laughs> open the fucking door. Now that I'm thinking about this and processing this correctly as to what was happening there. Yeah, I mean, because we were at, it was about two in the morning. We were pretty much, you know, beat because we're all on, you know, either on central time or I've been traveling most of the day and it's like, fuck this, like, let's just go to bed. Or we had to get up for crossover or CrossFit. <laughs> CrossFit. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, that was interesting. That led off, but then uh, Hash House of Go-Go was a solid win. Yes. Yeah, we had. I had a goddamn massive uh, pork tenderloin Benedict. Which I, think, I think the moral of the story is I never should be hungry every time I leave Vegas. Like, I'm never going to yeah. be hungry. Like, we ate, like, kings. We really did. Um, the What would you say the biggest win on the food side of things? Because, obviously, there's the buffet, which we'll talk about. But I'm still stoked that we wound up at the South Point. They have $1.25 hot dogs. That and that might have been the best value play. I mean, you're getting the best odds on your money I think playing, the, I, playing that game right there. I think the comped, $60 <laughs> comped veal parm that the South okay, Point that's gave not bad. me from the when the little Filipino well, lady yeah, took she, my money. She, she beat you up and <laughs> took your lunch She money. was so nice, though, about it. It was her first day dealing, too. Never their first day dealing. It's never their first day dealing. <laughs> They always make it like that. It's like oh, it's always the nicest ones that take in, take your winning streaks away. <laughs> so we we did a lot of sports betting uh, this the, you know out there, uh, big college football day where we watched uh, Georgia kick the living bejesus out of Florida, get the late touchdown to, co- to hit the over, which you were pleased with. Um, I got uh, pantsed by uh, Michigan State not being a competent football team and losing to Northwestern for some odd reason. Um, when we got to watch unions, we got to watch Ohio state and uh, Penn state, which was fun. And that was a crazy finish. So we didn't have any action on that game, but, uh, that was very fun to watch in the, in the book because everyone's just going bonkers. Um, and then NFL was kind of boring. It was a big Sunday was Sunday was, I think more of Sunday was like the fact that we were having our betches brunch. If I could put (laughs) it as that. Like, you and I were having champagne brunch. Well, do we want to just go right into it? Yeah, dive right in there, man. Yeah, I think the funniest part is we decided to do the Sterling Brunch at Bally's. Like, And I'm over the past few years, like, my Vegas experience has been one that is um, you go to have fun and you go to take and drink a lot and yeah. hang out with your friends and stuff like that. But it's starting to mellow to, a like, where you're starting to try, try some of the restaurants and some of the other things. And I think it was like three years ago, maybe two years ago when we went, we tried the Cosmopolitan buffet yeah. for the first yeah. time, which is excellent. Yeah. And we, it was great. And it was a $50 buffet and it's amazing. We didn't do it this time, but then I did the Caesars one. And one of the things that I've realized over the years is you could spend, you know, you could spend a reasonable amount of money at one of these good buffets uh, and eat very, very high quality food yeah. versus going to like the snack shop and spending like 30 bucks on like crap food. And then you're hungry in 10 minutes and stuff like that. So if you go to Vegas, try to take and work in like either some restaurants like they're like, oh, people I know are like, oh, it's too expensive. I just want to drink, drink, drink and then get something. It's like, well, you're paying more. And they they thrive on that thing. Yeah. But what we ended up doing was the Sterling Brunch. And it's only offered once a week. It's on Sundays, Sundays. from like it ends at two o'clock in the afternoon. 
And it's an all-you-can-drink champagne lobster tail. Well, you can't drink lobster tails. <laughs> you it's can, an all, but yeah, it's, it's an, an Yeah, it's an all-you-can-drink champagne brunch that has lobster tail, caviar, filet. They've got this, like, lobster cognac uh, omelet. omelet. Yeah. Like, it was the most, like, fancy thing that Top I've ever... Top-notch. Like, like, I ate caviar, and I'm, like, I'm not a fancy food eater, but uh, I fucking went to town on caviar because it's like, well... If I'm gonna do it, I might as well do it I've here. I've never right had now. caviar like, in my life. Yeah, I mean, and the you know crab legs, lobster, as you mentioned, uh, shrimp. Uh, what else? They, oh, and the shrimp. Steak. The, the shrimp is not the peel and eat variety. They them them bitches are you. already peeled for you. Which, if you go to Vegas buffets or, or a lot of buffets in general, they'll they'll lure you in with the shrimp, but then they don't they don't advertise the labor cost involved when you're spending 15 goddamn minutes peeling shrimp. That's no fun. So these are bad boys. It never deters me. <laughs> well, never. no, it, it doesn't. But there are certain people who uh, may not value their shrimp experience as much as you do. It, it's a throttling mechanism for <laughs> that. So it's like, yeah. Um, what else? They have? Bloody Mary bar, a um, bunch of other like you know fruit and salad and stuff. But yeah, I mean the money was steaks, seafood, uh, and yeah, I mean they the wait staff is crazy good. Uh, super attentive, like very knowledgeable, like Just extremely re- nice uh, and friendly. Yeah, and obviously, I mean, it's a high end brunch. Like it, it costs a hundred bucks plus, you know, tax and tip. Um, but I will say that if you get started at the right time, you get going early. I mean, that's a five hour, four to five hour endeavor. I mean, we started at ten thirty, we left at two thirty, three o'clock. The food had been done, right. but we were still there drinking and hanging out. And, and I think I think they do throttle you occasionally. It might have been like a slower time, so we got lucky on that. So don't take our word for it for the four hours. But we had an eleven thirty. Oh, they do have a time window on it. Yeah, what do they yeah. say? It's is what is it like three hours? It's like three hours. Yeah. But if there's no they, one coming through, they're yeah. going to be super generous about it. And I think at that price point, there's. I mean, probably during the summer months, they probably have some times yeah. like that. But uh, I mean, in the fall and winter, I like. It was there were open tables when we were there, yeah. Um, and in December, when I go back, I'm positive there's going to be even fewer tables like yeah. filled. So I can't wait to go back because I'm gonna eat just a massive pile of food again. Yeah, I mean, if you're not into shellfish or you have any of those like uh, shellfish restrictions, it's kind of like you could do your work and damage on like steak and champagne and stuff like that. You really can't. I mean, we drank conservatively three to four bottles of champagne right at least um but the the big draw is obviously the lobster like the lobster tails like and the guy's like how many do you want i'm like that shouldn't be a question <laughs> that you're asking a normal human being at and brunch i'm like oh i'll have two and they're <laughs> not bullshit like um Costco you know lobsters. an outback steakhouse lobster tails hey, like these don't things. besiege <laughs> the name of outback steakhouse <laughs> do um, not put that you call that a lobster tail do not put that this on the house a lobster tail <laughs> redact that statement <laughs> i will not Sir, Say a red lobster. I will not. Un rojo lobster. <laughs> Langosta. <laughs> Langosta. Slight shellfish allergy, so I'll have the quesadilla. <laughs> Sir, we don't have quesadillas. I will have the well, chicken tenders. While we reiterate a Geico commercial, great radio. Um, but uh, the the food is top notch. It's superb. It's it's hot. I mean, everything that you want. It's done appropriately. Oh, the, I mean, we didn't even mention like prime rib, rack of lamb, like all fresh like, cut bacon. Um, yeah, yeah um, rotisserie chicken, uh, just right there, like ready to go. We should not be recording Mashed this potatoes. right now. No, right, as, as we're as we're getting ready dinner. for dinner. But uh, it was uh, top notch experience. Bally's, and and honestly, like I'd stayed at Bally's probably like seven times up until that point. Never even went over there. Yeah. Never even went over to into that section of Bally's. It's a nice steakhouse. The yeah. steakhouse is really expensive too. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but it's something that's like it's special. I heard about it by two things by one of my coworkers who's like, you got to check this out. And then I watched the BuzzFeed video that takes in. We'll put a link to it yeah. in here, but it talks about like the cosmopolitan, a cosmopolitan brunch and then the Sterling brunch. They did like a brunch Vegas brunch showdown at the three different price points. And I, I think the thing that you need to know going into it is it's not something that you're going to go in and just gorge really, really fast. Sure. Prepare to it's take a those couple hours because you're, you're going to drink. But like, let's just talk about this. Like there's some other good places too that are non brunch stuff. That's like Hooters. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Dude, let's talk about you housing Hooters. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, and not the proverbial <laughs> Island that I got stuck on. So I was, uh, well, we went, we made our way. Let me rephrase that. Housing Hooters chicken wings. Yes. We made our way over to the fine Hooters casino, which is, while it is a, uh, off the, off the path a little bit, not terribly, it's just across from MGM. Uh, but it is a little bit, uh, less attractive than some of the other casinos, but they have dollar blackjack. They have like $10 single deck blackjack. They have a $5 table going almost all the time and $5 craps. It's it's a value casino and they've got a Hooters there and who doesn't want chicken wings. So we wound up, you know, dinner on Saturday night. Like initially the plan was go to New York, New York. And then we took a hard right and, and went down to Hooters for some reason. I don't even re- really remember why. Um, but yeah, because it's awesome. It is in the NASCAR. Um, so w- after we played a little bit of blackjack, and then I, g- well, after I got pissed off at the jackasses that sat down at my table, um, I we, you know was ready to house some chicken wings, and we went over and we had to wait because it was change of shift, uh, which was odd. But uh, we got in there and. Well, you ordered how many? Like, would you do twenty four? Did you do? Tw- I just did twenty. You did okay. I only. Did I didn't 12. finish. I didn't finish. I nor did I because I was like, you know what? I'm in the mood for something spicy. George <laughs> likes his kung pao spicy, and uh, I went with spicy garlic, which is it's a, a bold great. move. And I'm not afraid of spicy food. I look like a miserable wreck when I'm eating it, but I I really do enjoy it. Um, which is like they put that like their second highest on their their heat scale, and it would like I got them. I got traditional wings, and they're just, like, sopping in the sauce. I should have asked for it on the side. Like, I was trying, like, desperately, like, just peeling as much of it off as I could with my, like, with my fork. And, I mean, I'm loving it, but at the same time, it's making me sweat my ass off in an already hot and cramped place. So I was like, all right, I'll eat seven out of these 10 or 12, whatever I got. But, I, I mean, I enjoyed the hell out of them, but I had to give up. Yeah, I think it was the best part. It's like we've talked about this on the podcast previously, but in our like what you should do in Vegas thing, the best thing that we did after that was we went up to the link and to O'Shea's and got us the the tall boy uh, frozen Baileys. I mean, then- experience has told me that there's nothing better than uh, housing a dozen wings and then adding a large chocolate shake with alcohol in it right on top of it. Yep, <laughs> exactly. 100% the greatest thing we've ever done in life. But like the funniest part is I'm sitting there playing Casino War and we got like there's <laughs> Let's some people stop right there. <laughs> I'm sitting there playing Casino War. <laughs> I'm trying to think about my strategy. <laughs> if you don't know what Casino War is, they just pull a card for you and you don't think about <laughs> shit at all. <laughs> you can call me out on that. But there was this lady who there it had to be like a 21 birthday when, party. When we were at O'Shea's, right? At O'Shea's, yeah. yeah. 21st birthday for the people next to us and then the mom must have been there. And she must have never been to I Vegas. She was like the party aunt. Yeah. Par- okay. Yeah, yeah. The drunken party yeah. aunt. Okay. Yeah. 
Or she'd never have seen like a deck of cards or have played cards with men in uniform. She was like narrating the game of war. Yeah, except was, for in your ear. Yeah, she was like, woo! At about 120 woo, decibels. Woo. Like, <laughs> she was Ronnie fucking woo woo. Just like Rick for her. Yeah, she was Rick flaring my ear. And I'm like, oh man, I didn't play war with good strategy. I had to get up and leave. Oh shit, I unplugged my headphones. <laughs> I'm just all frazzled about this story. Uh, where's our producer at when we need him? God dang it. <laughs> but yeah. They got us on a tight leash today. Patrick <laughs> was less than uh, enthused and lost hearing in his ear temporarily. After I lost to the Filipino lady who took my money. <laughs> She's really nice. I don't know her name. So but. then, uh, so we wrapped up Vegas there. Um, and then, Patrick, you took the journey back. I Inadver- I had to go in for work um, unexpectedly, so I headed in back to Chicago for a few days. Um, and w- the original purpose of the trip was uh, later in that week. So you took the journey back across the desert by yourself, yep. uh, which was a, uh, a noble journey because uh, it wasn't supposed to be by yourself. But uh, nonetheless, you made it into uh, Los Angeles. And then uh, you had yourself a couple days down there to uh, explore some of the finer options of the uh, uh Southern California area. Yes. Went on a wine tour. See, very <laughs> much so. Drank a fair number of uh, various fine uh, fermented uh, grape beverages. See, <laughs> grape juices. It was awesome. It was one of the best times I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Um, we're not going to change to a wine podcast. We're but not. I sure as hell can tell you this one's got an oaky aftertaste. <laughs> no, it was one of the best things I've ever had. Like, it was spectacular. If you're ever in L.A. and you're looking for, like, I never thought about Los Angeles being a wine place, but... Um, if you're ever in LA, do yourself a favor and try to look up that, uh, Malibu discovery or whatever it's called. Um, and do a wine tour. We had a private wine tour all the way through Malibu. They, sh- the guy adamantly told us that it was the hangover, uh, hangover three house up on the hill. I'm like, yeah, but I, okay, <laughs> let me, let me drink this wine. There was a wolf involved. Uh, <laughs> there was, there was, uh, and I was a scared, scared person, but like what we did was we had some great, it, for me, this whole trip was kind of like three mini vacations. So, but don't make it sound like it was super exclusive because you, it was supposed to be like a group thing that you guys were going on, like with obviously like it's open to the public kind of yeah, thing, absolutely. but at the same time, no one else signed up for it. We had a private <laughs> so driver. You for had us. a private it was driver. Awesome. It was one of the best days. It was one week ago. It, it worked out very best. nicely. It was one of the best days I've had on vacation in a long time. Yeah, for very, sure. Very happy about it. Um, so the company was amazing. So I indeed, was very, very indeed. happy. Um, so then I met up back with you later that week in preparation for us to. Um, we didn't lose a whole bunch of money in Las Vegas. No, but we uh, did our best to lose some money the next weekend because we were down at the Breeders' Cup in Del Mar. Can you come in the Breeders' Cup? You, <laughs> the worst Google question ever. <laughs> the answer is no, without a ticket. <laughs> you can't do shit there without a ticket, man. Yeah, you needed tickets to get in to get the tickets to get the <laughs> ticket. But the Breeders' Cup was something that was like, like we had been planning this and for over two and a half years, and mm-hmm. I know that I'm going to say that and. It's it's one hundred percent true. Like I was planning it for over two and a half years. I know that uh, some friends were planning it for five years since they went to the first time in twenty twelve, and it was one of the most experience, like one of the experiences that I, it's really tough to explain to people who aren't horse fans what it was like. It was so the best way that I can explain it is everybody hears about the Kentucky Derby being the biggest race of all sure. time, right? Like the big, most popular. It's got a long standing thing. The Breeders' Cup races are basically. 10 full-on Kentucky, Kentucky Derbies. Yeah. Each race is a Kentucky Derby with the best of the best horses 
for two days straight. It's a drunken fest. Like, we had grandstand seats. We had infield seats. We walked around. We stared at horses. We got into their souls. They told us which was good. Then they lied to us. Then they lied to us. I bent on Kent DeSormo and actually won, (laughs) which is never a case for me. So it was like, it was one of the, and it was at, did we bet on a four horse and did it win? No, we no. bet on a lot of four horses. A lot of four horses. I bet on a lost. French gray four horse, <laughs> and it was like, oh, we, we, Patrick oh, oh. has a large number of uh, gam- uh, horse betting superstitions um, that uh, may or may not have some statistical validity. As a horse owner, <laughs> I can take and say this from previous experience. That's fair, and you did play that off on that Uber driver. Yeah. So Patrick. Bought a share of a horse, a charitable share of a horse, a couple of years ago. But it technically means that he was a horse owner. Uh, so he I'm gets, a card carrying horse. Owner. He gets to uh, explain that to people as if it's a uh, you know he put it on his LinkedIn profile. Let's put it that way. Thoroughbred <laughs> owner. I probably own like the right hoof, the yeah. right front hoof. But uh, so that Uber driver was impressed that you owned a horse. Yeah. And then, <laughs> so let's talk about this too. Let's let's go back to like so we stayed in Carlsbad. We went to the Breeders' Cup. It was awesome. Friday was great. We had grandstand seats, yeah. except for they put a building in front of the track, so we really couldn't see it. But it was awesome. I don't think we lost that much money, but I lost a couple hundred yeah, bucks, a little but bit, nothing crazy. Yeah, nothing but, that I wasn't willing to lose. But then we got back to Carlsbad, and like for our beer friends here, they're gonna probably appreciate some of this. Like we went to this bar, and I don't even want to say the name of it because I didn't like it, <laughs> but it was the most stupid concept in the world it was like they give you a bracelet they take your id they take your credit card they give you a bracelet and you got to go pour your own beer and i'm like okay they got like beer and wines as the new wine connoisseur i decided to not do that i didn't want to spoil the palate i want to keep that fresh so i'm like what beer for the quesadilla that you housed afterwards (laughs) i had to keep the palate fresh you know for the yogurt sauce uh, dollar fifty <laughs> for like Chipotle sauce. It is so weird. People are going to be listening to this. They're like, they're just, no clue what's going on. They're just a on. bunch of idiots telling us well, their well, vacation. We're basically just telling you what we did because yeah. uh, it was fun. And there, well, there's some some wisdom to it. I mean, we we made a recommendation. Yes, or two. we'll give you the wisdom at the end yeah. too of what not to do. But so we went to this place and it was like you put your wristband up at the freaking thing, and then I was putting it at the tap and it was at the wrong spot. And I'm pulling the beer That's levers. Just user error, and, sir. Yeah, well, I was in the bathroom. I didn't hear what this like how to actually do it. Someone just smacks my fucking <laughs> wrist against it. It was like beer, boom. So I poured myself 5.4 ounces of beer at 66 cents an ounce or something yep. like that. Or not even that. It was something like that. And then my bill came out to $2.33. <laughs> and I was like, do I leave a tip if I've just poured the beer all by myself? And yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I did not leave a tip. Um, I didn't either because I did all the work. Yeah. It, so let's let's be real. I, or I shouldn't say let's be real. I have a different you could opinion. be real. I have a different opinion of this. I personally didn't mind the concept, but it needs some help in the execution. Sure, sure. Um, I wanted to take the to-go plastic thing <laughs> and fill my beer in there. You did <laughs> as, You did uh, offer your friend a substantial sum of money if he was to do that. Yes, <laughs> truth. But uh, so, yeah, I mean, the there's some challenges with the uh, uh, execution of how you go and, like, validate yourself and then say hey i want to pour a beer but in and of itself you don't have to stand in line for hardly anything right um the prices are not terrible uh but yeah i'm fully of the of the regard that you do not you do not tip for that they didn't no one did anything we didn't have any service other than the person up at the front 
exactly who told us was like basically a host or hostess. So I don't know. I mean, it was it was fine. It was interesting. I I had a good beer on tap. I was happy with that. Um, but uh, other than that, uh, I mean, the 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 value pick of the uh, the the weekend was that Mexican joint we went to. What was Las, Las Olas and Olas yeah. Carlsbad? Big props, Los Al- Los Olas. Los Olas. Los Olas. Yeah. Los Olas. The worst. The worst pick of the week was Uber coming home. Yeah. Uber, you fucked up bad. You fucked up bad. Put putting them on blast. Oh, this podcast putting Uber on blast. Yep. Generally uh, great service, yeah. but your handling of the last day at the Breeders' Cup was putrid. Definitely almost got in a fight with Brent and Brenton in the fucking line. At and Tucker <laughs> and, and Tucker's. Tucker's. Fuck Tucker, and Tucker Fonda. Yeah, it was just the worst experience I've ever had taking a ride share. Like, yeah. Um, three and a half hour wait, no information about anything. Right, and ev- everyone crammed into a tiny area. Uh, just poor execution all around. I mean, good move. We got the double-decker bus. Yeah. <laughs> we were able to air it out on the uh, on the route home. Um, but uh, I would say um, if, you are, if you have the means, uh, definitely check out the Breeders' Cup because that was a blast. And I'm not a big... I, I like horse racing. I, I enjoy going um, and hanging out. And, you know, you, you wager what you want to wager. You can do nothing there. I mean, you could bet two bucks a race if you want to, and off you go. And, yeah, you're never going to win anything, but you're not really going to lose anything either. Right. Not just the Breeders' Cup. Let's talk about Del Mar, too. Yeah. Like, what was your th- like, well, this it's is where the beef second- meets the reef. <laughs> it's where the reef meets the beef. <laughs> the surf meets the turf, but some classy restaurants, the beef reefers. <laughs> like, I don't know. So, well, Del Mar is a uh, beautiful s- facility literally right on the ocean, um, just in northern San Diego. So, um, it's, it's your first. It was your first time there. You've first, seen Santa Anita. Yep. You've driven past the track, and you've th- been to some of these out here. What was your thoughts? Like it's it, it's absolutely gorgeous. I thought it's spectacular. Oh yeah, it's, it's, it's gorgeous. It's a it's a fun spot. There's a lot of places to you you can move around pretty easily and get to, you know from point A to point B pretty quickly. Um, yeah, it it was awesome, and the competition and everything is absolutely phenomenal. Like right. going in and like you don't have to know a ton about these horses, but it's like oh. Like I watched part of the Kentucky Derby. That horse ran once, mm-hmm. and oh, this this horse ran that. You know, in the Belmont, and this horse ran there, and it's like, oh wait, all of these fucking horses run against each other because they're all the best horses. Right, right. And it's, I mean, it's definitely you know bragging rights for you know a very rich sector of society, um, but it's fun to watch. Yeah, it it's is. really fun to watch. It's super unpredictable. Um, well, yeah, let's talk about the unpredictability part. Like you have some of these horses that are so favorite to win. And if there's something that doesn't happen, like yeah. I remember one came in at a thirty to one shot, mm-hmm. and it was like a th- the favorite was in fifth, and so the superfecta, which if you don't know what it is, is you're picking horses one through f- one, first through fourth place in order, in order, um, paid out over twenty thousand dollars for a dollar yeah. superfecta. <laughs> so like to think about that, the money's there; it's insane. Um, the, and people's lives change for the better change for the worse there yeah. probably based <laughs> upon what was going on there at that event so yeah it was a uh remarkable experience i mean we didn't do the super baller vip anything i mean we were there in t-shirts and shorts it was exactly know. what we wanted to do there's there. obviously like the sector of and a lot a large majority of the people would dress up and do that thing we just 
I mean, frankly, I, I mean, I'd have been happy to dress up if it had been 25 degrees cooler, but it was warm outside and I would have been dying, like wearing a nice suit or, or anything like that. So screw that. Like I was wearing shorts and a T-shirt. Yeah. And, but, and, and, but we weren't like out of place. There were plenty of people dressed like that. But there was, just, you know, I would say it's a 50-50 split. Like there's a ton of people who are dressed super nicely like you like you see on the Derby. You know, women in dresses and hats and guys, you know, wearing suits and wacky clothes and stuff yep, like that. Absolutely. Yeah. It was really cool, though. Um, it was not as not a huge, not as big of a party as I is like mm-hmm. I think what the Derby is and stuff. It, it, it's got a corporate party yeah. feeling to it. Like in some of the like private areas, the party gets a little wild. Sure. But it's not like what you hear about uh, the what the the Belmont stakes or right. Um, well, the Belmont you used to be able to bring in your own booze. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then what's it? Oh, I'm blanking. I'm blanking. I'm blanking. I'm blanking. Not the Derby. I'm blanking. I'm blanking. But uh, anyway, it's where the infields are just like a NASCAR. Yeah. Race. I mean, we had a good time in the infield. Uh, it was actually we, advantageous. We got like infield reserved, which had like our own little area so we could like get food and ice cream and ice, oh, a lot of fucking ice cream. Um, but then uh, and we pocket rolls. <laughs> we had a, our own bedding windows um, within the area we were in, which was nice because the general areas were absurd. Like you would have to like if you wanted to make a bet on a race and you have a long time in between races, you generally have 30, 45, minutes 35 to 45 yeah. minutes in between races. And you probably would have to get in line with no less than 30 minutes uh, to go in order to get your bets in. Yeah, because the lines are just way too yeah. long. Um, but that's, you know, to be expected a little bit. So you have to plan accordingly if you're going to gamble. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we had a – it was a great time. Uh, it was well worth the money, well worth the expenditure, fun weekend. Um, it, as long as you go in knowing that uh, you're probably not going to pick the best horses and for them to, you know, to walk away with a whole bunch of money, you're going to have a blast just uh, being there and having that experience. Yeah, and disclaimer for all of the stuff that we're saying, we're not sponsored by the Las Vegas Tourism Board, anything of Visit SoCal, <laughs> Visit Del Mar, anything else. This is 100% uh, great things that we experienced. And we're not even sponsored by Uber because, you know. Because fuck that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've had great experiences with it, but the, yeah. the, it was beyond piss poor uh, handling that experience. So, yeah, it was. Um, uh, so, yeah, that that's words of it. Uh, words yeah, of like if you're going to like a big event that they're trying to like push, like like trust that, you know, do a little bit more research on alternate. Uh, turn, alternative. It was challenging, too, because they didn't have a lot of parking to begin with. Right. Um, the parking, but they promised a lot. Yeah. They promised, overpromised, and yeah. underdelivered. It right. was a bad experience. Yeah, it was. It was fine on Friday, but it was a disaster on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Patrick, any parting thoughts on uh, the fine uh, California and Nevada experiences? Fly Virgin America and yes. out of LAX, you get to have like if you're on one of the full fare f- first class tickets, which I cashed in some miles for, which was awesome because this trip I had been planning for for a while. Um, you get to go into some, to some of the lounges, and I went into the Alaska boardroom, which was fun. I was screwed out of the Alaska boardroom yesterday because I was there in L.A. and I have the prior or the uh, priority priority pass, pass and, and I get up there and I'm like, "Cool, man, I'm gonna hang out for 45 minutes in between my flight, get a drink, grab something to eat." I get over there, it's like due to capacity constraints. Yep, right on the little, no priority yeah. pass, and I was like. Just give them like the I just so I went over to Wolfgang Pucks and ate a pizza. Yeah, <laughs> the big thing that I wanted to like when I was there. Normally, I get a little bit of flight anxiety before the flight. I just need to get through security, make sure I'm like on my own time, like to control the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I want to recommend is so I got there super early, and just because I didn't, LA traffic is unpredictable. You're going into LAX, that's unpredictable. It's all unpredictable. So the thing that I wanted to do is I got there and I'm like, oh, I'm updating my phone. 
A any of you Apple phone users, uh, iPhone users, do me a huge favor. Do not upgrade your phone to the latest iOS 11 uh, <laughs> patch. We are not sponsored by we Apple. We are not sponsored by Apple, but let me save you about a couple minutes of or about two hours of uh, headache. Uh, it bricked my phone, and I had to redo everything, like reinstall the operating system. Not just like it bricked my phone. Like I had to like troubleshoot and pray that it got working. So I could get a ride Here, home. I'll give you. A, I'll give a, a. Well, hold on, hold on. The ahead. reason, and then one of the things is once I got it working, there's this new bug uh, that Apple says we're gonna fix it in a future release. Where every time you have the letter I, it auto corrects to A with like a question mark in a box. <laughs> like somebody, like they gave us 650 new emojis or some shit like that. Like different poop emojis for all these like you paying uh, you know all, well yeah. the, and the, they have the new iPhone out yeah it's all for is, that bullshit which but you can't type the letter I. a thousand dollar phone and yeah you can't type yeah. a letter on a keyboard yeah it's really grinding my gears a lot of it's we were a lot of, three positive things on the trip but some grinding my gears <laughs> things on this trip too. well I procured a Google a Google Pixel two a couple weeks ago and it's awesome so. Buy one of those. Yeah. And then you don't have to worry about it. Hopefully they can fix this thing. Like batteries yeah. being weird. So, but anyway, I mean, any last parting thoughts for you? Um, no. I mean, I would recommend checking out Del Mar. Uh, even if you don't like horse racing, it's worth it just for the, uh, the, town the and scenery the and everything. Um, it's absolutely gorgeous and uh, a fun time. It's a little bit more laid back than L.A. too, that, that area. Which is nice because I really don't like L.A. Southern Orange County, yeah. northern San Diego-ish, the San Clemente. Carlsbad's a fun town. Um, and I fell in love with yeah, it. Carlsbad's a fun town. they got a great beach. Uh, the downtown area. The downtown area is very nice. Uh, so, yeah, if you're ever in that region, uh, check it out. You'll have a good time. Awesome. Well, that's it. I think that's a that's – a, Charles Barkley would be very, very proud. <laughs> Charles of, Barkley would have lost a fuck ton of money Yeah, he would have lost a fuck Saturday. ton of money. He would have been betting uh, white – Four horses from French, France, French white <laughs> all, four all goddamn day. It's just a terrible <laughs> idea. I shouldn't have done that. So. Um, but I do have uh, one quick shout out to uh, to get to a uh, little bit past the uh, past the date. But uh, one of my uh, uh, a friend of the show and uh, one of my teammates uh, in softball, uh, my guy Danny Wolf, uh, his birthday. So just want to give him a quick shout out on the show. Happy that he listens, and uh, hopefully that uh, he enjoys this uh, current episode, and uh, we'll have more plenty more for him. Awesome. Well, happy birthday. And with that, we're going to take and wrap it up here. Episode 34, we are doing this. If you haven't done so, make sure you go to your podcast app. It's that purple little button on the iPhone. If you Does can that turn into an I or something? It, it turns into it. an A or whatever, an <laughs> I, whatever. It's that app there. It's on Google Play. We're on Stitcher. I think we're on a bunch of stuff. We might be getting a couple more. Yeah, I mean, we we put it on the internet. We just kind of hope we people show up We just like put it out there, it. you know, you know. <laughs> We're throwing out the vibes, seeing what people come back with it. But yeah, visit ohthispodcast.com. Do us a favor. If you feel so inclined to support the show, go to that support page, figure out how you can support. If you click through any of those Amazon links at the bottom, it'll do is it'll attach a little code that anytime you shop on Amazon will help give us some points uh, to take in, get some stuff to do some more production with the show. Also, there's some Fandango stuff there. If you want to go to the movies, you can buy a gift We're going to go watch a movie. Yeah, we, it all supports us do what we do here. Um, yeah, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, 
Um, at, anything else? At P4R1, at Steve Hombaker, and at Oh This Podcast. Right. Hashtag Oh This Podcast. Yep. And I think until next time, I think next time we're going to be going with, uh, it's already going to be foregone conclusion that we're going to be doing our Frank Thomas episode. Yeah, that's uh, that's a so done deal. So you get that, get that so. in advance. I mean, and we'll be back to uh, regularly scheduled programming, back to a normal segment, uh, normal normal show uh, here probably next week. Uh, once we uh, get back, I'll be back in Chicago again. So I'll get to be live and in studio. But until next time, I am Steve. I am Patrick. And we are out. We are out.